Hi, so welcome. Thank you for stopping in and seeing me, listening to me. I'll be uh, spewing off something. <laughs> um, actually, I did want to talk about something. More and more recently, I have been dealing with more of my own existential crisis. Uh, you know, I'm dealing with the fact that I haven't been out in the world since this pandemic started, one. Two, that I haven't been working and out in the workforce since 2010. All of this has led to my autistic tendencies coming more to the forefront. Uh, things I used to do, the ability to mask the daily uh, practice of being quote unquote normal. Um, you know, it was, it's hard work. Uh, it's very draining, it's very stressful. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people who, uh, are autistic or have uh, are on the spectrum in one way or another. They all experience this, and you notice that the the more you get out of practice, the harder it is to deal with those things. And my frustration lately has been that you know uh, my family, my friends, uh, just my kids my neighbors, people randomly in the grocery store, the, they're all having to deal with me uh, being unable to uh, behave as what is acceptable. You know, and I think that's kind of bullshit. You know, I, 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 I think it's bullshit that people in this day and age can't accept someone who, for the most part, is just like them. But maybe I get stressed out by too much light, too much sound, too many people, too much stimulus coming in. And, you know, it's kind of frustrating. It's frustrating to deal with. And it gets to a point where I just basically don't even want to leave the house. So I become more of a closed-in hermit more than ever. It's to the point where I haven't even gone out and hung out with friends, uh, haven't gone to visit people. I don't go out to the grocery store. I don't, you know, I just stay at home. And that doesn't help my mental health. It doesn't help anyone's mental health. You know, so I go and I, I realize that, hey, I need to get back into doing something, but you know what? Maybe I should start doing what the therapists wanted me to do when years ago, which was this whole cognitive behavioral therapy. And uh, I thought, well, that's bullshit. I'm doing just fine. But was I? I mean, really? I mean, ultimately what happened was is I was dealing with so much stress at the time, back when I started getting really sick, that my body just started attacking itself. 
you know, because on top of the autism, I have an autoimmune disease with lupus. And the more your body, you know, is just dealing with things like stressors or whatever, it tells your body that, hey, there's something in here. There's a virus. There's something. There's a foreign entity in here trying to invade. Quick, send out the troops. And next thing you know, it's attacking everything. I, I ended up with ulcers, migraines, uh, just sheer exhaustion, bouts of vertigo. Uh, uh, I'd pass out. Uh, I'd, I'd get stressed out and I'd be doing something and then all of a sudden I'd just have the syncopatic, synco- how do you say that word? I'd, I'd faint, basically, uh, which turns out was more like a seizure, uh, absence seizures that would happen. And I would just kind of go blank or whatever. Um, you know, uh, ulcers, like I was saying, it created problems. I had started getting like GI bleeds and stuff. And I'd been in the hospital several times. Uh, I had to go in and have surgery where my stomach and my intestines had actually come apart. And my intestines started getting sucked back up into my stomach. And it was all, it was a nasty, awful, brutal thing. And I have no idea how long I was in the hospital for because all I, all I can register was the pain and discomfort and just not wanting it to continue. But all this started back because I wasn't dealing with my shit I wasn't dealing with and co- uh, using proper coping mechanisms. I was just masking 100% of the time to appear normal because, you know, how many times had I been called that R word when I was a kid and I would have my little meltdowns and outbursts? Hell, my own parents would even do it. Well, not my parents. My dad never used that. He would just be like, yeah, dumb shit or whatever. But my mother, yeah, she would go off no problem, call me, you know, overdramatic or just being stupid and she used the r word several times you know what are you looking for attention no but i'm having trouble coping ma you know i'm having trouble dealing with shit i can't handle everyone's bullshit when i go out i can't handle going out and having to deal with angry people or upset people, you know, uh, people think that autistic people don't feel things. It's not that we don't feel them. We feel them and it makes us really fucking uncomfortable, um, having to deal with it because that's extra stimulus. And, you know, so I registered a long time, a lot of time, you know, I was very, I, I would tell people I'm very empathic. I can really, I, I can tell what people are feeling and, you know, I can see things and really all it is is I'm just really fucking observant and I can tell by the way you're carrying yourself, the way you're, the way you're standing, the way your eyes twitch or the way you're looking at something or just being distracted or anything, the the clothes you're wearing, everything all tells the world how you're feeling and it gives you an idea, you know, a baseline, I guess, to pick up on the behavioral cues of everything. I don't know. I've tried to explain it, but it's like, 
you know, people talk about seeing auras and shit like that. And yeah, I see different color things and I pick that stuff up. I hear things that other people don't hear, you know. Uh, the constant running of electricity. There's always noise uh, everywhere. And when you have all that to deal with, that's pretty fucking stressful, I gotta tell you. And uh, after a while, it, it just gets to you. Uh, autoimmune disease or not, you know. And then it turns out with this lupus, like I said, um, I'm, I'm, my next step with the lupus is to, uh, you know, figure out if there's something I can do uh, non-medically to help you know, I've already done things like uh, I avoid, you know, too much sun, which really is a hard thing as I'm living here in Arizona and I'm living in the high desert uh, of Arizona. Uh, I live a mile up, so it's like we're even closer to the sun, right, in this desert landscape. And uh, I go outside for like five, ten minutes, and next thing I know I'm inside with migraines or just feeling punky and, you know, need to lay down. I start getting uh, tremors, stuttering. Next thing you know, I'm having to hide my face because I'm embarrassed because of the rashes, you know. So I've, I grow my, I've grown my beard for years to hide the rashes that go across uh, down under my neck and my jawline, but I can't do anything about that mylar rash that goes across my face. But luckily, because I'm a pale ginger and I don't go out in the sun, I just look pink, like a fucking suckling pig, as my wife puts it. Like, so when I get these rashes, I just look pink and blotchy. And, uh, you know, so they get, sometimes they get bad enough where they'll burst. Like, uh, and it looks like I've been picking or scratching at my face. And very well it could be, you know, uh, as I'm fixating on things, you know, I, I, I tend to do a lot of self-destructive uh, stimming, like with scratching or uh, pinching, uh, picking pieces off me, you know? Uh, it's just, it, yeah. But, you know, uh, I'm at a point now where, like I said, I, I should probably get with someone who's a therapist. But... The hard part with that is I live in the United States and this place is really no place to live if you need any type of medical assistance or mental assistance. It's just, it absolutely has nothing to help its citizens uh, remain healthy. Um, so appointments are really expensive, you know, uh, because I have all these extra medical issues or whatever and, and things in my medical history, insurance companies charge a ridiculous amount. Uh, you know, my wife was through her work when she started getting insurance uh, before I was getting a, the history built up of all these things that were wrong with me. <laughs> um her health insurance premiums were coming out at like $300 every paycheck. And she gets paid tw uh, twice a month. Not every two weeks, but like two set days a month. 
So, you know, that's like 600 bucks, you know, almost 700 bucks because I think it was like 350 or something like that. So it's like $700 a month for the premiums, but then there's still your deductibles and whatever and your co-pays and all this other shit. You know, and I grew up, first half of my life was in Canada where, you know, a lot of that shit's all free. I mean, you still have to pay for your prescriptions, but they're not uh, at, at these price gouging rates that they have down here. So, you know... Insurance, the premiums, that that was one thing. Next thing you know, it was raised up to where it was $780 every paycheck. And then when they raised it this last time, we just, we said to hell with it. And we stopped paying insurance because what, what are we paying for? Because we would be paying all that money in the premiums. But this last time they raised it up, they wanted almost $1,300 every pay period just for the premiums with still a $15,000 deductible to be covered before they pay out for anything else. And the uh, co-pays, just, you know, for the allowable visits to your, your primary doctor, had gone from $30 up to $100 for a copay. And a cash copay, a cash pay at my doctor's office is $75. So I'm like, you know, this makes absolutely zero sense. Um, so we just stopped paying for insurance. Now the downfall of that is, is when you have an emergency, you're on, you're having to foot the bill, you know, the whole bill. So things like, you know, my arthritis that's in my back and hip, I have to go in for an MRI because it's getting worse. So we need to see what's happening and why it's progressing. So I have to go in for that MRI. But the thing is, is I have to pay that up front. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a payment I have to pay up front. And if that's like a $400, $500, $600, whatever it is, because it all depends on, you know, what you have to do and who's having to do it and how many uh, pictures they need to take. Right. So, that stuff gets expensive, so you're having to budget for it and whatever. Meanwhile, I'm still fighting since 2011 because I was trying for, you know, I got to get back to work. I was planning on going back to work after this last blood clot that I had in 2010, and I never was able to. So uh, I finally applied for disability, and it's been an ongoing process here. Uh, that was in 2011. I first applied here. It is 2022. Uh, and for this past almost three years, it's just been waiting for a court date. Just waiting for a court date. It's absolutely absurd. All for a system I had been paying into since I moved to the U.S. and had been working. Um, something I sh absolutely should have qualified for and there shouldn't have been any any problems. But... You know, the system is all messed up and it's an absolute joke. So here I am now, it's, like I said, it's 2022 and uh, I'm having to find my way to get back to being able to function in a day, not only physically, but mentally. It's not healthy. It's not doing me any good. You know, I start getting my... Every night, it's panic attacks and anxiety attacks. Through the day, same thing. Uh, because all, I feel like all you're, you know, you're sitting here 
and you are not able to do anything. You know, you try hard, but, you know, getting up and having a shower is absolutely exhausting uh, physically for me. Um, Dealing with everyone else's bullshit you know, I've got my father-in-law who lives with me. He's a vet and he's got physical problems and mental problems and, you know, love him to death. But, you know, he's got a lot going on and that's a lot for me to deal with. And because of my issues with my autism and how I process things and other people's stuff, it's too much for me to handle. When my kids are coming home from work because the youngest one's 18 now. She's graduated high school uh, last year and uh, she's a manager at a pizza place here. And uh, my other daughter's a manager at another pizza place. It's a chain. I'm not going to say the name because to hell with them. Uh, I love my kids and I want to support them, but I won't support the chain. But anyways... Uh, then you got my wife who works her ass off and she's been carrying this whole family, you know, by herself since I got sick. You know, I all of a sudden not working, there was this extra burden of having to cut income. But what was nice is by me being home, I was able to take care of the kids. I was, you know, we no longer had to pay for daycare or anything. Um, it wasn't her buying TV dinners or any of that stuff or, you know, us having to buy takeout because I could be home and I was able to cook and be here to take care of the kids. And, and so that saved us a lot of money. So we made it work. You know, it wasn't a comfortable lifestyle, but we made it work because, you know, that's what you do. You're a partnership, you're, you're a team and you take care of it. But here I am, it's 2022. Again, it's been 12 years since I started having all my health issues. And where am I? I'm declining with my mental behaviors. Well, just with my behavioral uh, work tendencies, whatever you want to call it. Because I haven't been out working, so I'm not out doing the things I was, you know, had been doing to keep my day a schedule and having things come in to be supportive of, uh, you know, being able to take care of myself or whatever. And I'm sitting here thinking, boy, it'd be nice to at least start setting up for therapy. You know, we've been saving money, but we don't have any money really saved up. You know, it's like I get money and then we pay for, you know, oh, we had to repay the tags or, you know, there's multiple appointments that all are due to happen at the same time. So we haven't been able to build up any real savings uh, for an account. So, you know, when you start up with these uh, places that are built or suited for people who are, you know, needing the therapy and assistance, you know, they want, first off, there's like a $1,400 whatever that they start you with and it comes in and it gets you like, I don't know, uh, a diagnosis, a diagnosis from a psychi a psychologist and, uh, uh, you come up with a 
therapy plan between the psychologist and a psychiatrist and you have uh, therapy sessions but the therapy sessions are maybe like once every like three months or whatever and I don't know if that's enough but I don't have the ability to find out because I can't afford because they won't do anything unless you sign up for the deal um, you know uh, when you try finding ones that specialize in you know cognitive behavioral therapy for people with autism there's no real places that tend to deal with adults with autism you know there's just group homes and I'm not, I'm not at a point where I need to be in a group home I just need to get back to some adding some behavioral therapy or whatever so here I am trying to manage to go out and put myself on a schedule of okay you're going to get out you're going to get yourself in the car and you're going to go to a store and you're going to buy a gallon of milk and uh, or uh, you're going to find what you're going to make for dinner but then I can't go in and deal with the store because I can't deal with people because I get overstimulated I don't have the necessary practice or tools in my repertoire anymore to go out and do those things I go into a store and I'm immediately into anxiety mode. Um, and I walk out with some, a lot of the times I walk out with nothing. I don't even get anything. I just leave and next thing I know I'm having to ask one of my kids or my wife who all of them, are, they work and, you know, they do stuff and they're just tired and want to come home sometimes. And I'm having to ask them to do this extra chore. The other ones that specialize in autism and cognitive behavioral therapy do not work with adults. They'll only work with children. You know, and that was the other aspect of this. Um, so, you know, what's one to do? I mean, do I try to, you know, pull up my big boy pants and go into it? And risk having a meltdown, which I I got to tell you, I'm, you know, over 6'1", almost 6'2", here. 350 pounds. Um, and sometimes my meltdowns, I, I get panicky and things get thrown and things get pushed. And that's a lot to go out. And that's, uh, you know, I've, I've hurt people. Not on purpose, obviously, but I've hurt people. And it doesn't feel good when when I'm finally calm and able to go, what the hell did it just happen? And you're panicking and then you look back and it's like, man, I, I, I'm sorry. I did not mean to do that. Uh, you know, part of me wants to say, well, if you would have fucked off and get out of my face, if you would have gave me some fucking room, if you would have shut your mouth and allowed me to fucking have a moment's peace uh, to think, you know, I get it. You want a fucking pack of hot dogs and I was standing too close or I was in front of it and I was overwhelmed because there's like 15 fucking packs of hot dogs, you know, and I was supposed to pick up a pack of hot dogs, but nothing was specific. And, you know... Food things are weird, and I don't know which ones are going to be good and which ones aren't. And, you know, it's very hard for me to do stuff like that. And then to have someone who doesn't fucking understand and really, truly doesn't give a shit. 
you know, because they're too into their world and, you know, I'm, I'm inconveniencing them, you know. Four times, four times this past 18 months where I have had, oh shit, it's been almost two years. It's been more than that now. So it's been two, two years since, what was it? Yeah, like January 2020 when all the shit hit the fan with this COVID stuff and this pandemic. Which just sent me, you know, because I was taking medication that to help, you know, uh, bring my immune system down uh, to kind of knock it, I guess, uh, suppress it is the word. Because of the lupus, because, you know, it was constantly with the arthritis and the pains and the... Uh, the flare-ups that were all happening. So I've got had a weakened immune system, and then I'm coming out to a pandemic, and the world went crazy, and everyone got stressed. You couldn't buy toilet paper. You couldn't go out. You needed masks. People weren't able to adjust, and everyone was, you know... We're also in the midst of absolute political shitstorm down here in the U.S. Had that fucking idiot in there, and I don't give a shit, president or not. That guy was a piece of shit, and all of his people who supported him and who still support him, I'm sorry, you're all pieces of shit. And if this offends you, ask yourself, why does it offend you? Why is he a piece of shit? Well, let's see. He he did hardly anything other than expose how shitty our political system is and how much of a joke and how corrupt it is. I mean, we we already knew it, but he just showed how bad it is. Um... On top of that, because he lost an election, he tried to overthrow the government. He show, you know, he can claim he didn't do anything, but it's bullshit. He did absolutely nothing to stop it either. But he said, let's go down and you're going to have to fight and fight like hell. He spread lies and all this shit. He caused absolute mayhem. And I live in the middle of a fucking big old red stain here in Arizona. I am surrounded by houses that for the whole of last year, after confirmation, after that stupid fucking joke of a fucking recount by the cyber ninjas and and they found that there was even more votes for Biden and even less votes for Trump. Boy, did that backfire on you, huh, fuckhead? Anyways, people still with their stupid Trump flags and Trump 2020 and whatever being called a libtard and all this other shit. It's like, boy, can you just tell every... Just scream on top of the mountain, you're a moron. The racist bullshit. Just even more to the forefront. The sheer stupidity of the people around here, that if they would only realize that nothing he did benefited any of them. Nothing. 
If you made less than half a million dollars a year or a quarter million dollars a year, there was absolutely nothing that the Republican Party was doing for you. They're always fucking over the little guy and they'd always use those same stupid bullshit things about, well, for example, my next door neighbor, they're concerned because they're Hispanic, okay? And they voted for Trump. Why? Because they're telling people that if you let if you vote the Democrats or if you vote the liberals in, they're going to come and take your guns. No one's going to take your guns, you fucking idiot. Nobody's going to take your guns. They don't want that. Nobody wants that. They want you to have the freedom to be able to do stuff. They use things in a blanket term. When gun control, we're talking about the same as when you drive a car. You have to... You have to go through a series of tests and understand and prove that you're able to do this and do things competently. And if you can't, then you don't get a driver's license. If you misuse your driver's license or you get DUIs or whatever, you lose your license and you can no longer drive. It's the same thing with guns because I'm going to tell you what, a car and a bullet Either one will kill you if you drive like a fucking idiot or you point that gun being a stupid fucking moron. I'm not anti-gun. I believe everyone should have the ability to go out and hunt for their own food if they choose to. Uh, I grew up with a family that um, a lot of my... uh, Cousins and uncles, they were all, they would do hunting, trapping, all sorts of stuff. Um, I believe that someone should have the ability to defend themselves in their home. Absolutely. But I also believe that if you are mentally unstable, the last thing you should have is a gun. Because you have a very high risk of hurting yourself or someone else. And for your own safety and the safety of others, maybe you shouldn't be allowed to use that gun. And whether that's a permanent or a temporary thing, maybe you get some help and maybe everything's all better. Like in two, three years of therapy or whatever, you get what you need. And you're able to reacquire. Same way you can with your license after a certain amount of time, you know, Are you able to regain your license? I, that's all I ask for, for gun control. There's too many idiots out there. And yes, absolutely. A criminal who wants to get a gun is going to get a gun, whether it's fucking legal or not. You know, that's the stupid thing. It's not going to get rid of the crime with guns. But maybe if we limit the amount of guns that are out there, because who needs... One family doesn't need fucking 18 goddamn guns when it's a family of four. And they don't need, you know, semi-automatic or fully automatic rifles, or, you know, assault rifles, any of this shit. There's no, use for, there's no use or no need for it. 
you know, a handgun and a shotgun for, a shotgun can be used for self-defense. It can also be used for hunting, you know, going out, uh, a hunting rifle, you know, for hunting, you know, small, medium, large game. Absolutely. A handgun for self-defense. For protection. Absolutely. But you have to be able to prove you're competent to do that. And I've got all these people all around me. So many people shooting guns off on fucking holidays. You know, shooting them up in the air. Oh, boy. Well, whatever goes up, right? Must come down. But does anyone use their head? Does anyone use common sense? No, no. No, they just get stupid. And they do stupid things. Because generally, people, myself included, we're stupid. We do stupid things in, 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 in the heat of the moment. We lack control. Anyways, you throw all that together, all that political shit storm on top of the pandemic, which is very real. And uh, the science behind vaccines and, you know, why you would, <coughs> excuse me, why you'd use a mask. You know, the mask isn't to protect you, dipshit. It's in case you've come in contact. It's to keep you from spreading it. It's a common courtesy thing. It's like moving out of the way when, you know, someone's trying to get by. <coughs> it's just a courtesy thing. But the vaccines work. The science behind it works. You know, I've got my, I've, some of my best friends are sitting and swearing by this idiot, Joe Rogan. Yeah, fuck you, Joe. You know, just, uh, that's all I got to say to that. You know, I don't know where you get your information from, buddy, but I don't think your opinions hold up to the education and practice and ongoing education and practice of medical professionals and scientists who dedicate their lives to this. I don't think your opinion holds up. And I know you're Mr. Tough Guy. I'll fucking fight you for it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm busted up. I got fucking arthritis in my back and hip. But, God, people like you just need to shut your hole. Riling them up. Keeping the stupid stupid. Anyways. All this just equated to the past two years of me not leaving my house. If I went out, it was only if I absolutely had to. If I had to go give my youngest daughter a ride because until just two days ago, she didn't have her license. She finally got her license two days ago. So I still had to go around driving her around. Take her to work, pick her up from work. Um, 
if I had to go to the grocery store or if there was a, an emergency with one of the animals. You know, luckily with the grocery stores, they have these, uh, you know, the apps with the whole drive up and go, you know, where you can just go and on your app. And I got to tell you what, <laughs> my antisocial don't fuck with me mentality of my autism, my fear of going into crowds. These apps have absolutely made my life so much better. So that's the positive thing that came out of this. But is it positive when it keeps me from doing what I should be doing, which is <clears throat> desensitizing myself to those stressors? Is it truly helping? It's a tool. It's there. But is it truly helping? But I can't, you know, I would love to ask, you know, a professional. But again, it's the cost, right? But other than that, I don't leave the house. I have friends that I may shoot the occasional text to, but even that's dwindling because more and more, I don't want to have to, you know, how do you have a conversation when you don't have, you, you haven't been around, you haven't, you haven't seen what's going on. You, you no longer have these common things that, hey, well, what did you do today? Well, my day was the same as yesterday. I sat around and did fuck all and I went nuts. I watched the same show I've watched over and over and over or the same movie I've watched over and over and over. <coughs> Pardon me. I, uh, I 100% have lost my shit. And I'm sitting here now at my kitchen table talking at my phone because I don't feel comfortable talking to people anymore. I talk to my wife. I'll talk to my kids. I talk to my animals even. <coughs> but I don't talk to anyone else. And I'm getting to the point where it's... You get to a point where you feel like, am I just waiting around to die? I mean, is this it? Day in, day out? The same shit? I mean, you can see how people really start to give in to this mental health problem. Why people want to reach out or need to reach out. I absolutely don't want to die. I want to clarify that. I went from where 20 years ago I was done and I couldn't handle it, and everything was so bad that I wanted to die, and I would do a lot of drugs. And I did so many drugs, I ended up having two overdoses that I survived. I found, the, I found a love for PCP, angel dust. Man, everyone would be smoking it, ingesting it, but my thing, mm -mm, I snorted the shit out of that. <clears throat> I put so much of that shit up my nose I couldn't feel 
anything. I couldn't feel shit. Emotionally or physically. I just didn't care. And my first overdose came when I did a quarter ounce of PCP. Along with a quarter ounce of shrooms, three tabs of acid, and I think it was, I think two gallons of wine, and I fucking hated wine, but it was the only thing I could find that was cheap. It was this gross-ass stuff, too. It was terrible. Next thing I know, I'm coming to in the hospital. <clears throat> Which, being in Canada, <clears throat> didn't cost me anything. However, they do have, you know, a little card you carry. You have a, a, a number assigned to you at birth. It's like, you know, it's like tied to your social security number. We call it social insurance number, whatever. <clears throat> and uh, the funny thing was is... The wallet <clears throat> or the card I had with my health, uh, with my health, my health card I had wasn't mine. <clears throat> it was an old one I'd found just laying around. So it gave me anonymity. I didn't have any other ID, so, you know, they let me go when everything was clear. I was held, you know, for a couple of days for observation. And uh, then I was let out. And that's when, you know, they were first really pushing the whole idea of me getting therapy for my autism, which was still new to me at that point. It was, it, it, you know, to me, I, I didn't, this, the idea of autism, I didn't know what it was. All I knew was what I saw when I watched that stupid movie Rain Man. And I'm like, I'm not like that, you know? And then, but that was my ignorance because I hadn't been around it. I hadn't been exposed to it. I didn't understand it. So they suggested I went and saw things, whatever. I, you know, suggested a therapy session and certain doctors. And I still was, <clears throat> I jumped through the hoops and did my part. And I went out. <clears throat> and not two weeks later, it happened again. I just didn't want to fucking be around. I was done. This time, though, however, uh, there was a brief moment, a very brief moment of clarity as I was overdosing and fighting. And I realized I don't want to die. There was this panic that... It was like that, that urge, that uh, primal need to survive all of a sudden kicked in. And I hadn't had that before. And I remember going out the back door uh, being, I don't know who it was that was with me, but going out the back door 
of the apartment, which luckily was, it was right there by the, by one of the hospitals, uh, like the parking, like the fire escape went down into a parking lot that went right to the emergency room entrance of, uh, of the hospital. And, uh, again, here I was, I got, but they shipped me over to the other, to the other hospital, you know, further down the road. And I was held again for observation. And this time I had told them that, yeah, I needed to get some help. And I, I, I did work for a while at trying to get help, but I needed to first get off my physical addiction. And because of my issue with people, I couldn't do the whole going into rehab and dealing with other people's shit and their whining and their, you know, and all their bullshit because I was too busy in my own bullshit, right? Here I am, you know, wallowing in my own stuff, trying not to feel anything. But at the same time, I don't want to hear anyone else's bullshit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all got fucking problems here. Here, get a straw, suck it up. Yeah. Well, I went and I did a couple items, a couple uh, sessions. I got some help, but for the most part, I just went out to stay at my mother's house. She lived far enough out of town and I didn't drive anywhere. So I uh, went out there to detox. And boy, what a bitch was I. <laughs> I, uh, I was an absolute horror to deal with because you have all my autistic behaviors that everyone already, you know, oh, that's just, you know, that's just Brad. He's being, you know, he's being a overdramatic little bitch. <laughs> Seriously, my own mother would say shit like this. Uh, no support whatsoever. But... I didn't have access to all the drugs. I got past the physical dependency and I moved myself to a friend's place. So I got out of it because I realized that being at my mother's house was not helping, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my mom. She's an absolute cunt most of the time. She's a racist fucking twat waffle. But she's my mother and I love her. Yeah, she's a lot of my childhood trauma, but... <laughs> you know, and she'll be, what fucking trauma do you have? <sighs> yeah, whatever. Listen, bitch. <laughs> I got the, I got the claw marks from you grabbing my arm. I got, you know, I got the mental scars that you gave me. I got all the bullshit. So, yeah. But she's mom. And as shitty as things may have been, at least I had a mom. Right? I should be thankful for that. So I moved out to a friend's place because she needed someone to help stay and watch her kid. And while I was there, it got hard. But I was introduced to, like, online chatting. And I met someone. And all of a sudden, within a few months, I'm moving to New Jersey with uh, a woman who I thought would, you know... I thought I loved her, 
and I, I probably did. I, I had an emotional attachment, but looking back, I think it was just, there was something that was familiar and there really was. It was that judgmental, I'm never going to amount to shit kind of thing that I got from my mother. So, you know, they all say that boys end up marrying their mothers, right? Needless to say, not eight years later, we ended up getting divorced. So, here I am. That was, uh, I moved to the United States March of 1999. Got married October 30th of 99. And her and I ended up divorced or separating in 2007. And uh, divorce, I think, was final in 2008. And uh, while I wish her well, she was not in a very good mental state and it was not very good for me either. So here I am now out in Arizona, but I do have a beautiful wife, three amazing stepkids, and I actually genuinely love them They because I've been honest with them. I told them about my autism. I've told them about my uh, other behavioral issues and my sensitivity to things. And uh, I've tried to be very open and honest with them and, and not hide anything. And I think that truly made our, our, what made our relationship so strong was the fact that I didn't hold back. You know, and I, by being honest and truly who I am, it it made our relationship stronger. Um, and after our first date in 2008, uh, until today, I, I still, it's like my love still grows. Um, and I'm very thankful for that, which is why now I find myself, I need to get back to being able to manage stimulus of other people because I'm causing more stress for them. They understand and they can appreciate what I'm going through, but they've got their lives too, right? So now I need to get back to working on me and getting myself back on track. So... What can I offer to anyone that may be listening? I mean, right now, this is just kind of a therapy thing for me. It's me telling whoever's willing to hear, hey, I'm fucked up, but I'm trying. And maybe it gives someone else who happens to stumble upon this, if anyone even stumbles upon it. Maybe it gives someone else the opportunity to say, hey, someone else is going through that same thing. And uh, they're willing to give it a try. Mental health is no joke. No matter what your obstacle is. Bipolar, borderline personality disorder, OCD, schizophrenia, whatever. Just depression, anxiety, 
whatever it is. Mental health is no joke. And uh, when you're thinking that things are too hard and too difficult, maybe sometimes you just need to ask someone for help. Am I asking for help? Not right now. Right now, this is just a journal entry. This is me just saying, this is how I'm feeling right now. This is what I'm going through today. This is my experience thus far. And this is what's on my mind. If you've listened this far, and you've taken the time to, to listen to me run off at the mouth, talk about my shit, I want to say thank you. Sincerely. Thank you. It has meant the world to me that you have taken the time out of your day, this hour, to sit with me. It means the world. And I hope that one day, one day, Maybe this little bit will help you along. If you're having mental issues, make sure you talk to someone. Get the help you need. Because you have to remember that if you try to just exit stage left, you know, sayonara and pull the plug... You're causing a lot of damage and trauma to those around you that loved you. Because guess what? You're loved. You're loved. And even if we may not see eye to eye on certain subjects, whether that's politics or religion or whatever, the color of a cup, Or a favorite food. Even if we have differences. That's what's beautiful about the world is. You're allowed to be different. Not everyone has to be the same. So be you. Be authentic. Be honest. But always try to be compassionate. And think of your loved ones, if not the person that you can't agree with, the people who love you and that have been there for you because you mean something to them. And as I said, if you've been listening for this past hour, you mean something to me. I love you. I appreciate you. And I thank you. I don't know if I'll do another one like this because I never have plans when I do stuff. But feel free to reach out. You can look me up on, uh, was it Instagram or whatever? Over on my blog, 
snowyowlshouse.com. I'm here. I may have issues trying to respond because, you know, antisocial, you know, autistic fucker over here, right? But if you truly need help or someone to talk to, even a point in the right direction or just an ear, someone to sit with you, come hang out. Maybe not literally because, well, that might make me a little uncomfortable. But you get the gist. Who knows? Maybe we'll hit it off and you will be able to come over and you'll be one of the few people I can let in. But for now, I'm going to stop. I'm going to end this session here. Again, thank you for listening. Take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones. Be kind one life, one planet we're on. Be kind. Thank you again. And you have an amazing day.